0: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet
1: and Escott pinch hitting for Bob Stoffer. at 1:34 134 in Edmonton. Uh, some guests on this show received gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village is Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and now in Sherwood Park as well. So we've talked a lot about the Oilers. We're going to go to the Oil Kings now as uh, you get to talk to the General Manager a day ahead of the trade deadline. Uh, Kurt, I can't imagine how hard it was for you to fit us into your schedule. Your phone must be ringing off the hook.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know it's a busy, busy time of year, but uh, yeah, I guess everyone's going to take lunch now and then. So they'll this is just the time when everybody around the league's having their lunch break.
1: There you go. So we've, we've got five to ten minutes with you. We're going to try and maximize that. Uh, your team, Kurt, twenty-one, fourteen, four and three. You're second in the Central Division, hanging around in that playoff race. Uh, let, let's just ask you point blank. I mean, are you are you a buyer or a seller here at the deadline? Well, I think. Uh,
2: you know, I wouldn't say we're either. I think we're kind of just um, evaluating offers that are coming in. And, uh, you know, we really like what our group has done this year. We, we feel it's been a great bounce back from uh, previous seasons. and You know, it's, uh, our room is in, in a whole new place right now, and it's been an exciting uh, kind of first half and leading into the second half of the season here for our group. So uh, we're, we're quite pleased with where our group is right now. So it's really just evaluating offers that come in and um, evaluating if they're the best move for the organization at this point.
1: So I gotta ask you, like, where, with your where's your roster at right now? You had some injuries. You've got back, uh, Will Warm. You've got, as far as I know, Benjafield and Kemp were out as well. Have they since returned? And do those guys coming back from injury essentially act like an acquisition? Yeah, well,
2: getting uh, getting Will Warm back. Obviously, he's gonna he's didn't play the whole majority of the first half of the season. So he's back now. He had a good weekend, a good introduction weekend last week and getting back in the lineup. We knew it was going to take him a little bit of time, but, uh, you know, we, we feel like this weekend, he's going to take a whole nother step and get more comfortable as every game goes on. So, uh, right now we've got eight D uh, Matthew Robertson still day to day right now. Don Logan, Dohaniak is, uh, day-to-day as well and then up front uh, we have got 14
1: forwards, so uh, we, we like where those numbers are right now and then, uh, we still have the three goaltenders right now as well i was reading a, a draft prospect list earlier today and robertson is uh, kicking around the 25 to 30 range which he has been for most of this season uh but the the comment there was he needs to kind of define who he is as a player in your eyes kurt uh who do you think the potential first rounder is as a player
2: you know what? He's he's going to be a very reliable defenseman. He, he he's great uh, a great skater. Like North South He's got to work on his his uh, mobility, his lateral mobility a little bit. But uh, for how big he is and how much more he has uh, to develop still as a player, I think that's just going to come with strength. And uh, you know, he he has the ability to play so many minutes in all situations. So you know, he's a, he's a guy that's just definitely going to be a key piece to somebody
1: down the road. Uh, you've got Lethbridge coming up uh, two times, Medicine Hat two times, a couple of Central Division opponents. Uh, you guys have been streaky all season long. You're on the heels of a couple of losses. Uh, do you do you think that these next four games, I guess, are going to help define your identity as a team the rest of the way?
2: Yeah, I think you know we've been pretty good against Central Division this year. Uh, Lethbridge uh, was a good game we had here against them on Sunday. We uh, the goaltender played quite well and. Um, You know, we didn't bury on some opportunities, and they played a really good road game. So, um, you know, these are important games, three of these four on the road against division rivals. So, uh, yeah, no, they're definitely huge, and uh, we're going to get a good opportunity to see what our guys got going at the last bridge on Friday night.
1: So this is your first year as GM for the Oil Kings. Have you ever had to negotiate uh, in any other capacity a trade deadline like this before, and and, uh, how does it differ this year?
2: Well, you know, I d- I've never been in the helm of actually doing it, so it's uh, it's first year of that, so it's been very exciting. Um, you know, I've in my time of working at the Western Hockey League head office, you know, I went through a lot of trade deadlines there and kind of saw what well, went back and forth each way. And um, I got our head scout here, Jamie Porter, who worked with Swift Current for many years as an assistant GM. So you know, he's been through a lot of these trade deadlines as well. So having a guy like that around is very valuable. And uh, yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a great experience, great learning curve, and. Uh, um, but no, very exciting time here. And um, yeah, looking forward to, to being done tomorrow.
1: Chatting with General Manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Kurt Hill, it's Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stauffer today on Oilers Now. Uh, can you tell me just as far as the process goes and evaluating, you know, are you, are you gearing up for this year? Are you gearing up for, for next year? That sort of thing. Um, w- just sort of walk me through what, what you're doing to evaluate your team ahead of an important day like tomorrow. Yeah,
2: I think you, you got to break it down by age categories a little bit and understand what you have, what you have coming. I mean, the, the, one of the biggest things for us right now is we have so many good prospects coming. And, and, you know, when we have a lot of our draft picks as well. So when you have that many draft picks already, a lot of the times um, to accumulate more picks is you're accumulating a lot of prospects. And at the end of the day, all those guys got to play. So... Uh, we have a lot of prospects coming right now, so to have to go out and acquire a, a ton more picks sometimes, is not, you know, then it just means that not all your picks are going to be able to play for you and fit in your lineup at some point, potentially. So it's kind of evaluating, understanding where your prospects are at, how many of them you think are actually going to be able to play and are developing on the path that you want them to, and then you kind of make some of those decisions of, you know, do I want more picks or, or if we're, we're going to do anything as a player, we're, we're interested in more than the
1: picks is your office as animated and theatrical as it has been portrayed in uh, you know sports movies and you like i just think of kevin costner at draft day and that kind of thing like when you, you get the you get the big day tomorrow is do you expect your office to be kind of frantic and and as people may imagine it oh you know i think it's uh,
2: at the end of the day our guys there we have we have players that are 16 to 20 and some of them have never been traded before so i think it's different when you're dealing with junior hockey players pros uh you know they it's a, it's quite a nervous time and you know when you do you trade a kid it's a it's a, it's a big deal for them and you're, you're uprooting their life at the same time so it's uh it's a little different than dealing with with professionals i think in that sense but uh, at the same time um sometimes trades are what are best for players too and best for the organization at the same time so players get more of an opportunity and uh, and the organization takes a step in the direction they want so but uh, yeah i don't think it's Kevin Costner draft day around here, but no, it's uh, there's definitely lots of conversation going on for sure.
1: Chatting with the uh, Oil Kings general manager Kurt Hill, uh, I've got one more for you here, Kurt, and I'm curious because at the beginning of the season i don't really know at least from my own perspective i didn't think that you guys would be where you're at right now and i would suspect that nobody within the organization uh necessarily forecasted them to be as uh, as relevant in the playoff picture right now as they have been how different is it for you looking at uh, what the team has achieved given what you may have expected back in say august or september
2: well, you know, I mean, the expectation of the group—we had, had high expectations coming in for the for the team, and we, I mean, when we when we talked to players in the summer, a lot of it, and we really evaluated what they've gone through. A lot of them, we just felt we're underachieving. A lot of our older players, and you know, that's been one of the biggest things for us. Yeah, we've we definitely have had some really high-end uh, draft picks come in and start to play for us that are the younger players in our team. But a lot of our older players have taken a big step in their careers as well, and they've, uh, you know, they're starting to achieve up to their full potential. So I think that's been part of the reason uh, we've had so much success and you know I I I, came, I contribute a lot of it to our coaching staff too I mean uh, getting Brad Lauer in here this year and Luke Pierce who's uh, been a head coach in the, in the league before uh, those guys have done a tremendous job with our group just from a preparation stand standpoint and uh, the system that we put in place so from that aspect uh, you know, we're not we're not totally surprised by it. Uh, you know, we do score probably a little bit more than I thought we would at the start of the year, but uh, you know, again, that comes with uh,
1: some of our players uh, kind of reaching the potential that uh, that we thought they might have had. All right, Kurt. Uh, so you've got, like I mentioned, you've got Lethbridge coming up in Medicine Hat as well. What are you looking at from the from this Oil Kings team in order to come out on top in those two games?
2: Yeah, I think it's just you know playing simple. When you go to other teams, when you go to other teams' rinks, you know they're gonna they're gonna try to get the matchups they want up there. So sometimes you're gonna have mismatches with our younger players, and sometimes our older players are gonna have to play more minutes. So I think it's just managing managing the game. You know we're a young group, and um, at times uh, we haven't played in a lot of tight games over the last couple of years. So we we've shown that we can manage those games um, this season. So I think that's just the biggest thing right now is. Uh, guys every day they're learning how to manage games and sometimes when you go on the road you got to play a little bit different than you do at home and, um, find ways to get points or two points here and there i
1: appreciate the time as always kurt and i wish you uh, excuse me <coughs> i wish you as stress-free a next couple of days as as is possible Thanks a lot. Have a good one. You too. Thanks, Kurt. That is Edmonton Oil Kings General Manager Kurt Hill. We try and have uh, somebody from the Oil Kings on each week just to evaluate where they're at. All right, we're going to stick with the WHL theme when we come back from this uh, timeout. John Keane, who is both the voice of the Kamloops Blazers and the host of uh, the WHL radio show, will have some insight on some Edmonton area products, some Edmonton area teams, and uh, the WHL HL trade deadline coming up. That'll be in about two minutes' time. This is Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. This is Zach Cassian
2: from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Check.
1: 46 in Edmonton is Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer today on Oilers. Now we're sticking with the WHL theme. The junior hockey trade deadline is tomorrow. Before we jump to that, I'm going to tell you that uh, you can check in with Royal Pizza. It's pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. John Keene is both the voice of the Kamloops Blazers and the host of the WHL radio show. uh, A first time appearance here on Oilers Now, but as the voice of the league, at least for a few minutes. John, I'd like to welcome you aboard, and uh, how's it going? Hey, Brandon, great to talk to you. Uh, Years ago, we were uh, in Kamloops together at the
0: same time, and you were a a young broadcaster trying to learn the learn the trade and uh, I don't know why you you saddled up with me there for a few games but you decided to do that so uh, good to talk to you once
1: again. Believe me as the voice of the Sherwood Park Crusaders now there's a lot that I learned from you. So listen John, uh, the host of the WHL radio show so you're pretty dialed into things in the league. Uh, Trade deadline tomorrow so that means there's going to be not only guys flip back and forth but of course guys making uh, their rounds up and down between the Junior A ranks and and the WHL as teams sort of shuffle their, their roster numbers. I'll ask you this. Who's a buyer? Who's a seller in the league right now?
0: Well, that's an interesting question. It actually has been pretty quiet until this morning. We were hit with a pretty big blockbuster deal. Uh, everybody knew that the Portland Winterhawks wanted to upgrade their goaltending situation, and they did that, but it cost them six draft picks over the next three years. So uh, Joel Holfer was the big name of the move, Swift Broncos. A young 18-year-old goaltender still has a long way to go in this league. And, you know, Everett, or sorry Portland, felt that they needed to upgrade it to hang with the big boys in the Western Conference, and that's what they did. We all know that Swift Current, uh, you know, sold the farm, the condo, the lake property, and everything everything else last year. Uh, to uh, go on the run they did, so they recoup some assets. So, you know, if you're looking at buyers right now, you know, look no further than teams that have already made big moves. Uh, the Westbridge Hurricanes there in the Central Division, uh, they upgraded with a couple of forwards uh, as well as, as a goaltender. Um, you know, you look at the Prince Albert Raiders and uh, Dante Hanoon being uh, maybe the most, most dynamic 20-year-old forward from the Western Conference going over. Uh, you look at the Everett Silvertips, uh, they play such a good team game already, but they felt they needed to get more goal scoring. So they acquired a bona fide goal scorer in Zach Antrusiak from Seattle. Uh, And and you look at the Vancouver Giants, really not a big move, but a lot of depth moves here. The last uh, little stretch here, adding a couple of 19-year-old up front and a 20-year-old on the back end in in Dallas Hines from Cootie. So, you know, the division leaders have definitely stepped forward to say uh, we're you know, liking our position. Uh, when it comes to sellers, that will be interesting to see exactly who makes that move. We, we know Swift current has sold. Uh, the Regina Pats have already sold out uh, two teams that played at the Memorial Cup last season. And Brendan, when you look now, we are, what, 25, 26 hours away from the trade deadline. I, I would assume we would see a couple more sellers here uh, if the prices uh, get to where they were at the point last year.
1: So, given that we're uh, we're reaching out to the Edmonton area right now, I got to ask you, from an outsider's perspective, with both the Oil Kings and the Red Deer Rebels, uh, what are you forecasting, if anything, in the next uh, twenty-five or so hours from either one of those organizations?
0: Well, you had a very smart individual on the uh, line just before me here in Kurt Hill, and he will not do anything that will jeopardize. You know the future of that team, be building around Jake Neighbors and, and Dylan Gunther and players like that, because there is some, some good young prospects and players there in Edmonton. But with that said, uh, Edmonton's in an ultra competitive central division this season, where anybody could really emerge. I mean, no one's waving the white flag to the with Hurricanes at all. And you know, I, I think Edmonton, if the price is right, will look to upgrade. Uh, they could make a move uh, in their crease, perhaps, or uh, just look to build around some some good players. You know, Trey Fix Volansky is at such a good season you know their back end is, is pretty deep um they, they're getting good contributions from their young players as well so if Edmonton does anything possibly uh if the price is right Kurt Hale will not spend too much to do this but uh, I would think uh, in goal uh the Red Deer Rebels have already you know made a splash by acquiring two forwards uh, from the Coot Ice and Brett Davis and Cam Housinger uh they like their team as well I, I, and I don't know if if Red Deer will will make another move here, I think they're pretty happy with their depth and and where they are up front. I they like Ethan Anderson goal. He's he's taken over that number one position there. So I think Red Deer's already made their big move to to run with the big boys, and and now we'll see if if uh, if Edmonton follows suit. Calgary's been kicking tires on a goaltender as well, uh, and um, of course they've had the, the big injuries there in the crease this year. So you know that Central Division, you know I like it that they, they're not. No one's really backing away. They're they're all kind of going into the center of the ring and, you know, dropping the gloves here. And uh, they want to slug it out.
1: A couple of first round draft prospects here as we're talking to John Keene, host of the WHL radio show, as well as voice of the Kamloops Blazers, John uh, Kirby Dock and Matthew Robertson, both expected to go in the first round of this year's draft. Robertson plays in Edmonton, Kirby Dock uh, from the Edmonton area. When you watch these guys come into town, what do you see in each of them as a player?
0: Well, first of all, you see their size, you know, that you see that, uh, that NHL type size that you need to, uh, to move on to the next level, especially if you want to be, you know, a, a centerman, uh, like Kirby Dock. And, you know, he's a big body guy, uh, that has really, uh, for me, uh, played, uh, really just grown his game. You know, he's, he's, he's going to have to get stronger. He's going to have to get a bit bigger, but he's a dynamic guy. Uh, he skates really well. You know, and, and he could be one of the top forwards selected in the draft. Uh, Dylan Cousins is, is the other one there in the for Hurricanes that, you know, is getting thrown around as a potential top-ten pick as well. Matthew Robertson, I, you know, I think he is, I don't want to say he's come out of nowhere, but he's definitely, uh, his stock is, uh, has definitely grown in the last little bit, but has fought the injuries. You know, he has to, at some point, you know, get healthy so teams can kind of figure out just what what he is and, and, and where he fits in. You know, I think there's a lot of tools that he has that, that NHL scouts like, uh, and, he, and he's going to play big minutes as well uh, there with the Oil Kings, so that will help. But at some point you have to kind of figure out, okay, uh, what's what kind of player is he and, and uh, how much of the injuries, you know, hurt his season so far this year. But, you know, two Edmonton area guys for sure that uh, will get a lot of looks at what could be a big year for the WHL, possibly, uh, you know, six, First-round picks after last year being a bit of a disappointment for the league. A top player selected was 17th overall. That was Ty Smith, a defenseman from the Spokane Chiefs to the uh, New Jersey Devils.
1: Unreal insights coming from uh, John Keene right now. He's the host of the WHL radio show. Now, perhaps if one doesn't know about this radio show, uh, how does one find it? And what can one expect?
0: Well, it's a whl.ca-based website there uh, by the WHL. Uh, they select the content, and, and we go at it each and every, every week, and, and we we definitely discuss uh, a lot of things, including what will be uh, a trade deadline-type show that will be out on Friday morning. But the uh, best way to do it is uh, through the social media channels, WHL, uh, on Twitter uh, or on Facebook, or, of course, uh, just the website itself, WHL.ca, and it's also available on iTunes each and every week uh, throughout the
1: season. And there you go. This is uh, John Keene. John, really appreciate your time today. It was great chatting with you. We'll uh, We'll hook up soon, okay? All right, Brent, it sounds good. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much. All right, so with uh, with that, hey, I'm not sure what to expect out of the Oil Kings, but one thing is for certain we'll know uh, by tomorrow afternoon whether they're committing to this year or perhaps uh, keeping their cards closer to their vest and letting some of these prospects grow. All right, to this day in Oilers history, it's brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. You can book your winter uh, group vacation package with New West Travel and receive free parking at Value Park at Edmonton International. International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation dreams. On this day in 1983, the Detroit Red Wings jump out to a 3 0 lead and beat the Oilers four to three. It's one of only three losses for Edmonton in the entire month of January back in 1983. You know that if this team is, is really going to get a serious sniff at the playoffs, they're going to need a similar run, and it is certainly possible given the schedule in the next uh, next two weeks. So tomorrow, of course, you've got Florida coming up. They're 17-17-7, and, seven. and uh, they did beat the Oilers 4-1 last time out. That was uh, the game after a tough back-to-back back in uh, early November. The Oilers just didn't bring it that night. Uh, following that Saturday, they host Arizona, whom they just knocked off on that road trip. Then Buffalo's in town. That might be the toughest game here of this stretch. Of course, uh, Calgary in town next Saturday as well. That will uh, that's going to be a doozy of a game too. Especially if uh, if the Oilers are in contention, having won a couple of those games. So twenty twenty and three six in the Pacific Division. The Oilers uh, need something. They need something now. I think we can say that goaltending hasn't been the issue that it was. I think that we can say defense has uh, has locked. And for me, for a team that likes to put so much emphasis on the defensive side of the game, watching them give up four goals a night, seven goals a couple times to the Sharks, that's worrisome. That's worrisome. But something that they can fix. Now, we'll see We'll see when Clefbaum gets back, uh, how that's going to work out, and we'll have to see who gets shuffled out of that mix as well. Bob uh, said earlier there is no update as of yet uh, as far as Alex Petrovich goes after getting hit from behind, leaving that game, but we do know that they are very, very sensitive when it comes to concussion safety, and if that is in fact what happened, I would expect him to be out of the lineup, and I would expect in all likelihood uh, Matt Benning to draw back in. Caleb Jones has looked fantastic. He played 24 minutes last night. He's making the kind of mistakes you would expect somebody in their first stint with an NHL team to make. It is what it is. He was brought up due to uh, kind of a lack of depth. He earned the call-up, and he's looked good, in my opinion, since. What I think is going to happen when Clef Bob comes back is they're eager to get Jones down to the AHL, and this is just my theory. They're eager to get him down to the AHL so he can continue to harness those skills that he picked up on. I forecast him tearing it up down there in Bakersfield if slash when that time comes. All right, tonight on 6.30, Chad, inside sports with Reed Wilkins. From 6 to 8, he's got Panthers analyst Randy Mahler, Canadian World Junior and Denver University defenseman, former Spruce Grove St. Ian Mitchell, Winnipeg Blue Bombers long snapper Chad Rempel, who's coming back for his 16th CFL season. Tomorrow, Louis DeBrusque, of course, our regular Thursday contributor, and Brian Burke, presented by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. It's been a pleasure as always, my friend. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Bob is back tomorrow. We'll leave it there. Until we meet again, we're off to a news weather and traffic update with Cassandra Jodwin, followed by the 630 Jet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long.